In the last few years, I've spent some time reflecting on how best to encourage and motivate my students to continue learning on their own. I started thinking about how I give praise and offer words of encouragement. Is there a way to do this that actually promotes learning, I wondered to myself? How can we use our words to foster the development of intrinsic motivation and a positive self-image in those we teach? Think of a time when someone praised you for something you achieved or shared a word of encouragement. How did it make you feel? What do you remember about those moments? Maybe you felt appreciated or valued. Maybe those words inspired you to keep going, to learn more, to challenge yourself to achieve greater things. Maybe you remember feeling special or proud of yourself. Praise is a powerful tool and one that we as educators can use to equip and empower those we teach. We can use praise to inspire creativity, cultivate the pursuit of excellence, and celebrate milestones. And we can use it to motivate learners to keep moving forward and keep exploring. Learning is a lifelong process after all. But I think we've all experienced what we call empty praise, Words that sound encouraging, but don't leave us feeling inspired, uplifted, motivated, or proud of our accomplishments. Is it simply a lack of intentionality that makes the difference? I set out to discover more. I did a little research on this topic, and today I want to share a few simple ways we can offer praise with intention, those meaningful words that inspire, encourage, and motivate others and 12 practical phrases you can use in your teaching and that you can tailor to your students. I'm Ashley Danu, and you're listening to Field Notes on Music Teaching and Learning. Writing field notes is a way of documenting and processing what we see in the world. This podcast is a collection of creative ideas, practical strategies, and thoughtful observations from the field of music teaching and learning. Here you'll find creative and pedagogically sound teaching tips, fresh new approaches you can use in your ministry and teaching, and insight into a few tried and true systems and creative processes designed to help you do your best work. Let's get started. One of the primary things I discovered in my research on praise was the importance of giving the right kind of praise and being intentional and strategic with how and when to use it. In Praise and the Instructional Process, an article published in the Journal of Classroom Instruction, Edmund T. Emmer described praise as a form of feedback that conveys information about the correctness or appropriateness of answers and other behaviors, as well as information about the teacher's positive regard for the behaviors. There's a teacher approval component of praise that I don't think we always recognize. This kind of praise requires some thought and intention on our part, but the result is our words have much more staying power with our students. They can really make a difference in their learning process and in their sense of self. One other thing worth noting, researcher Rita Taylor observed that praise does not mean the same thing to all students. It's important to consider not only our intention with offering praise, 
but also how it might be interpreted and received by our students. Here are five things I learned about praise. Number one, strive to give immediate praise that is both genuine and specific. No detail is too small here. Zero in on something ultra specific and you'll be able to give praise that's more unique to the individual and the given situation. This kind of praise is often the most well-received and the most meaningful in the long run. Number two, look for ways to praise effort or behavior and developing skills rather than praising a student's intelligence. Now, some researchers have advocated for praising effort and side note, in an interesting research study published in the Journal of Classroom Instruction in 2001, Paul C. Burnett found that the majority of elementary students actually preferred to be praised for their effort. But Edmund Emmer argued that praising effort alone may actually have a negative effect on a student's motivation and their sense of ability. Instead, Emmer posited, the most effective praise strategies appear to be ones that emphasize the student's increasing skills and competence while providing feedback about areas for additional learning. Such praise should downplay the student's expenditure of effort unless a high degree of mastery is also apparent. As such, perhaps we as teachers can find ways to communicate that we recognize a student's effort and hard work and acknowledge the growth and competence in a particular area. Number three, Think about ways to use praise to highlight an observation or something you noticed versus using it as an evaluation. Sometimes it's nice to acknowledge something you see or hear without turning it into a feedback moment. Say, I noticed the way you shaped that phrase and the musical decisions you were making. Or comment on a detail in the music or performance that may otherwise go unnoticed. Number four, praise the process or the approach rather than the person. Researcher Carol Dweck determined that the way we praise children can change the way they think about themselves and approach learning in the future. In a HuffPost article, author Renee Jane explained, praise can affect their mindset and in turn, their propensity to take on challenges, persevere, and succeed. To promote a growth mindset in those you teach, praise the process or the approach they took to meet and overcome a challenge. Here's an example. Two different ways of giving praise. Number one, you sang that piece from memory. You are so smart. Number two, you sang that piece from memory. You worked so hard to be able to do that and now you can. Congratulations. Do you hear the difference? The first statement is a fixed mindset statement, and it praises the person, and more specifically, their intelligence. You're so smart. This sends the message that what they were able to do or accomplish is based on something inherent, a natural gift or ability, something that comes easily to them. The second statement is a growth mindset statement, and it praises the process, and more specifically, the grit and perseverance it took to achieve something or overcome a challenge. Number five, offer praise only when merited, 
so that students don't become dependent on it. In her HuffPost article, Renee Jane noted that psychologist Wolf U. Meyer found that only children under the age of seven accept praise at face value. Older children are just as suspicious of praise as adults. Choose those moments when you can praise something specific, something out of the ordinary or unexpected, where you can be really intentional about highlighting a student's particular process or effort. As you can see, there's a lot more to offering praise or an encouraging word than we might think. Okay, so we know that choosing our words with intention and thoughtfulness can foster learning and motivation, but what to say? Here are 12 super practical Mad Lib style phrases that you can use in your teaching. Number one, I saw how closely you were watching me and following along that time. Number two, I know how much you practice that tricky rhythm and your hard work is really paying off. Number three, I could see that you were really singing with your heart. Number four, it makes me smile when you fill in the blank. Number five, you all did such a great job lining up on your own and staying quiet as we walked in. Thank you for taking responsibility and working together. Number six, you have really grown in blank, an ability or an area where they have achieved mastery. Number seven, I am so proud of the effort you put into learning this new piece. How does it make you feel? Number eight, Your ah vowel was beautiful at the end. I'm very proud of your hard work, and you should be too. Number nine. I like how you took the time to mark that in your music. Number ten. You've worked really hard at fill in the blank. How do you feel? Number eleven. Thank you for all the time you put into learning and preparing this anthem. Number 12, I love the way you approached that sight reading exercise. You took the time to figure out the key and meter, think it through, and plan the sound. What are your favorite phrases for offering genuine praise and encouragement to someone you teach? I hope this episode and this list of phrases inspires you to offer some specific and genuine words of praise and encouragement in the coming weeks and months and be intentional about how you offer praise to your students this year. Does this resonate with you? If so, let me know via social media or email. Thanks so much for listening today. For written notes, related links, and more information on today's topic, visit ashleydanu.com fieldnotes. You can find me on Instagram at Ashley Danu and at Ashley Danu blog on Facebook. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much if you'd leave a review in Apple Podcasts. This will help others discover this content in the future. Plus, I'd love to hear what you like about the series and if there's anything specific you'd like to hear more of in the future. Again, thanks so much for tuning in today. See you next time.